Hello, and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live from Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery in the heart of downtown Bellevue. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, LB Duchess, with guest host Miyumi of Make It a Great Date. Miyumi, say hello. Hello there. <laughs> She's like, what am I supposed to Am I here yet? <laughs> we have got one of our blasts from the past, Fancy Frenchwood. Hello, glad to be here. We have Jason Rendon of Seattle Wine Exchange. Hello there. And uh, shortly we'll be having Gunnar Nordstrom and uh, Jeff, one of the fabulous reps who, reps who has brought in the Dr. Seuss exhibit here today. They're going to be joining us and chatting a little bit about that. So um, today we are chatting five dating myths and hearing about the Dr. Seuss exhibit, as well as, um, of course, our socially savvy hints, um, acceptable and unacceptable. So feel free to join the conversation by calling into 323-843-6090. Today's show is brought to you by Girly Girl Wines and Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery. And with that, we're going to go ahead and open and toast for our first on-air wine tasting today. Um, I'm going to have Jason tell us the name because I can never say it properly. Does everybody have their wine? Girls, we need to get you a, a yes, taste of this. they need to have a sample. You need to have a sample of this yes. one. This is, I picked mm. it up this afternoon. It is one of my favorites because for a red, it's perfect for summer. It's lightweight, it's fun, it's airy. It's, it's called a... Nebbiolo. Thank you. I always call and it a Neoboli. <laughs> the Nebbiolo is an Italian Greek which is grown here uh, in uh, Cumbia Valley. Uh, you'll notice a lot of them can be darker and a lot more tannic. Uh, this one is not. It's very light and summery. So a lot of people, they realize Nebbiolo through Italian wines, kind of a classic Tuscan type of flavor. This is definitely a light. Very good for today, like today. I don't know if oh, you've been perfect. outside yet. It is absolutely stunning outside. I love it. I went for a run this morning. I uh, nice. made it, barely. thought I was going to die, but that's okay. I even Snapchatted a picture to a bunch of my friends because after three miles, I did think I was going to die. <laughs> that is something new, Snapchat, huh? It is. It's, it's fun. It's a little unique. Um, I was reading about why it was created. There's a whole backstory on that one we'll have to delve into another time. <laughs> All righty. So with that, let's go ahead and... Um, we're going to go ahead and introduce Gunnar and Jeff Schumann, Yay. which is the National Sales Manager for the Dr. Seuss Art Program. So, Mr. Gunnar, let's have you pop over here. Tell us a little bit about, you know, give us a little brief overview of who you are, and then we'll have you introduce Jeff. Thanks, Obi. It's great to be here. Um, Gunnar Nordstrom with the Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery, located within the Bellevue Collection on the courtyard of the Hyatt Hotel, right next to Joey's and uh, Bow Concept. Um, as you know, we rotate work uh, typically on the second Wednesday of every month. This month, we've um, uh, changed it up a little bit and opened the show last Saturday on May 18th. It's a traveling exhibition called um, uh, uh, the Rare Editions event. Uh, rare works by Dr. Seuss that are not commonly seen, part, part of editions that uh, have sold out or been, become very, very rare, and it makes them... Um, so unusual to see them all together to get this great span of, of Dr. Seuss's creative life. Um, but uh, the best thing to do is to introduce Jeff Shuffman, who's the national sales manager for the Dr. Seuss um, art program. Fantastic. Collection. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been pop over here. I have to say while he's coming to sit down, this is one of the most unique. I love the way you said that because when people hear Dr. Seuss, they think, you know, of all the different books, they think of the, the cartoon movies that we've seen, 
all the very traditional Dr. Seuss. And the first time I came in here to one of Gunner's um, Dr. Seuss exhibits, and I have to say, I didn't see it today. I, there's one I coined, the Naughty Kitty. And I wow. don't see Naughty Kitty here. <laughs> <laughs> but it just, it just goes to show, you know, what we think of Dr. Seuss and, and the, uh, the breadth of what he actually did is amazing. So, Jeff, it tell is. us a little it bit is. more about what all of this is. Well, it's so different. Well, it, it is, and everyone's familiar with the Cat in the Hat and Hop on Pop and Green Eggs and Ham and the books that we've all grown up with. And oh, yeah. Four generations of Americans have grown up with. And what this exhibition really entails is a, an assortment of artwork of his that he did while he was not working on a book. He called these his midnight paintings. And these that. are adapted from his original paintings, drawings, and sculptures. These are all limited edition uh, works of art uh, that you really don't see very often at all. In fact, this particular uh, uh, exhibition is only hosted by about 10 different galleries around the United States per year. Oh, wow. And the only place that you can see these editions are one of these galleries that hosts this exhibition. And I believe Gunner is the only one in the state. That's correct. Yep. That is correct. Nice. And how long is this particular exhibition going to be here? This will be here through June 2nd. Okay. So it's, it's a very short run. It is. One of the things, looking around at some of the art, uh, like this one over here, you can tell that it was adult thought process for him when he was doing because you see pictures of cocktails. You see, like, it looks kind of like a bustier on one of the characters. Yeah. So just kind of more of the fun, quirky, I would call it more of the, these would be fantastic uh, pieces just for conversation starters. Well, they're... In a grown-up. They are certainly adult pieces. Yes. <laughs> uh, of all different shapes and sizes and, and themes, of course. But he, when he was doing these paintings, he really did them for himself. There weren't, they weren't shown to the public. They weren't in galleries. They weren't sold. So they wow. were really for his own enjoyment and for his own creativity, his sense of humor, and, of course, his family and close personal friends that would come over, he would show things to. But uh, they you know, rarely saw the light of day uh, during his lifetime at all. So it's a great opportunity for people to see a different side of someone that you thought you knew. That is, is totally cool. Um, and I do realize, so some of these are for sale. Yes. And um, I was surprised at how affordable they are. Yeah, they are definitely for sale. Uh, all of the pieces that are physically in the gallery are examples of the work that will travel to the next gallery uh -huh. that are, that's hosting the exhibition. So everything is available uh, for order. So typically how many pieces of each of these would be made available to the public if somebody bought it? Yeah, well, it really it depends. Varies. Yeah, it really varies uh, based on the piece. They're generally editions of 850, okay. uh, but they have sold down so low, there's just a subset of that of only 155. Oh, that wow. are uh, called collaborator proofs uh, that we only make available through these kinds of shows and exhibitions. Oh, wow. So these truly are like the rarest of rare. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is, is, you know, when you own a piece of the art of Dr. Seuss, you really are creating an heirloom. And oh, yeah. something that you pass down from generation to generation as well. Well, on the last exhibit that um, Gunner had, we actually procured two pieces. I know. <laughs> And there's one that I call it the dodo bird over there that I absolutely adore. And this That'll is the, be the next. I, that's the one I'm looking at. But this is one of the other things I wanted to bring up. People typically think that all of it would be artisan paintings. You have bronze sculptures. You have, they call these heads. What, there was a, a collection that's called something specific. The, the collection of unorthodox taxidermy. That's it. Is yes. what they are. <laughs> and they are hilarious. They're 
it brings the third dimension. So it literally brings it into your room or into you know what, an entry or whatever. It's very mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, and they uh, they originally were created in the 1930s. And if you come to the gallery and you look at his work, you can see pieces that he did in the 30s, 40s, 50s, all through through the 80s even. And yet you couldn't tell. When he painted these they pieces, really are they are timeless. so timeless. Yeah, no, I would totally agree with that. Very eclectic and whimsical. I love mm-hmm, that. <laughs> definitely. And you wouldn't really know they're Dr. Seuss unless someone says, hey, this is, these are the artworks of Dr. Seuss, and then it makes sense, and then you see the common thread. And then and you start looking through your books. Yeah, well, that's true, <laughs> too. Yeah, you pick out your favorite character, and hopefully we have a piece available of that. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for being a part of this and bringing this to Washington. It's this my is pleasure. Absolutely fantastic. So, thank you for the wine. Oh, yes, most definitely. <laughs> Caloric Curvey wine glasses. If you love wine but are also counting calories or following a special dietary regimen, you'll appreciate Caloric Curvey. They are made, handmade and etched in the United States. They're lead-free and dishwasher safe. So go ahead, indulge by the ounce. Welcome to Blog Talk okay. Radio. Please enter your host pin. When finished, press the pound key. And that is so freaking annoying, which means we got disconnected somehow, so I get to reconnect us somehow, if I can find the right... This is what happens when you do it live. This is what I'm sorry, you but I did not hear you press at least four digits of your PIN number. Of you did it, because you're yelling at me and you're making me a nervous wreck. Stop it, lady. <laughs> Everybody is going to absolutely love this. This is going to be great. You has recently changed. Please look. Since it appears you're calling back into a live show, we are reconnecting you now. Thank you. She's loud. You know, you would think that you'd at least have the courtesy to be quiet and maybe yeah, whisper no. and say, we understand you got disconnected. We're reattaching you. No. We're just going to go, whatever. Ah, I've so, not had enough wine for this. So, <laughs> just to recap, the only way you can get the uh, prints. only way you can get the prints is to come down here. here to Gunnar Nordstrom's gallery. Um, mm-hmm. they'll be, they opened on the 18th, and they will be here until June 2nd. They're beautiful pieces. One of the things I wanted to fun. mention, one of the uh, unorthodox... What did he call it again? Um, Unorthodox. Uh, taxidermy, taxidermy yes. right? Is that when you look at it, it's not just your standard off the wall made out of ceramic or whatever painted. They yeah, actually there's incre- nothing. There's hair on it. Yeah. There's whiskers. <laughs> it looks like real antlers and beaks yes. and horns. I mean, it's, it's just awesome. crazy. You look at it and go, I mean, when you look at it, you know that the face isn't real, but you look at the antlers and it makes you go, hmm, could it have been something I mean, the one that we're looking at right now looks much like like a rhino horn. It's kind of funny. Okay, so let's try the commercial again. Color Curvey wine glasses. If you love wine but are counting calories or following a special dietary regimen, you'll appreciate Color Curvey counting wine glasses. They are made, handmade and etched in the United States and are lead-free and dishwasher safe. So go ahead and indulge by the ounce. These wine glasses help measure consumption in two-ounce increments, which makes it easy to calculate caloric intake with every sip. It's also a handy companion for Weight Watchers, smartphone, and iPad applications. Go to www.caloriccurvey.com for more information, and don't forget to enter the code SAVVY15 for a 15% off discount. Today, I poured myself a glass, and I went straight for the Who Cares, which is 10 ounces. I've got three hours before I can leave this parking lot. (laughs) I know exactly how much time I need to be hanging out. And with that said, we're going to introduce our next guest host, which is Miyumi of Make It a Great Date. Um, we've been here for the um, opening of your company. Yeah. We've watched as you have fulfilled your own dream of um, finding that perfect mate and getting married this last week. 
Absolutely. And um, it is fabulous to have you here today. Well, thank you, LV. I'm glad to be here. And yes, I did get married. I found my true love. And that's the foundation of our business is that we were inspired that there's love out there for everyone. So, yeah. So LB asked me to come up with five myths of dating. Yep, because there's there's so many things that people think when they're in the dating scene. It, it it's almost absurd some yeah. of the things that people think and say. And so I thought it would this would be really cool time to kind of dismiss some of those myths. And reading through them, I love some of the stuff that you said. Good, thank love, you. Love, love, love. So. So these are the ones that I'm curious about because I am a talker. LB, you're, you're a talker as well. And so sometimes yeah, I think that we <laughs> might say a little bit too much. But um, And, of course, being on LB's radio show, you know that she's a strong woman. So one of the myths is, are men intimidated by smart women? So, you know, secure men prefer smart women. And so they just have more of a challenge. They have interaction. They are comfortable. They can have a conversation. It's just kind of boring when you meet somebody that's not um, at your level. And so I feel like that's a myth. I really believe that. I would agree men, with that. Yeah, men actually like strong women, and they like smart women, and they like to have that conversation because they're looking at the long-term relationship, not the short-term of it. Um, basically, um, this is funny, too. What men actually... Um, just looking at a photo, he actually wants to make a conversation for the future, not just look at that that person or, you know, that girl sitting in front of them and just not have anything Daydream. to talk yeah. about. Exactly. So this one's a great one because um, being a part of matchmaking, I think that men and women always ask me this. So men only like younger women. Okay? Oh, good God. <laughs> so that's a myth. Men are definitely hardwired to like younger women, um, that someone, you know, kind of interactive that they prefer. But in reality, men do want to find somebody that's attractive and somebody that they can relate to. Um, if you are in your 60s, it's going to be really hard to relate to somebody that's in their 20s. Um, so <laughs> doesn't make them they don't do stop you, trying. Do you think that part of that is mostly because... I've seen a lot of couples that can be as many as 20 years apart, but it's how they act. Absolutely. If, I mean, you can. I've, I have several friends who are 60 who don't act 60. Right. They act my age 40, which makes them, it broadens your appeal. Right. The more life you're willing to live, the more diverse you're willing to have a lifestyle, the more people are going to be attracted to you. Absolutely. I totally agree with that because, um, obviously, it's a radio show, but I am 45. And, you know, like I tell people. And gorgeous. Thank you. But I tell people, you know, gosh. If I would just go with the classic, you know, men, I meet a guy and he's like, I absolutely don't want to meet anybody that's, you know, over, over 40. Well, then I would lose that opportunity. Oh, yeah. And so I feel like, you know, age is just a number. You know, really, the new, you know, the 40s are the new 30s. You uh -huh. know, the 30s are the new 20s. We have more life, more spunk, um, more... Um, you know, just more life ahead of us. Well, there's so, so many more things to do. Absolutely. And, we have more energy. We have more energy. And the confines of what we can do, there was a time and a place where if you were had the cowboy lifestyle and you like to ride horses and you like to go, you know, trail hiking and stuff, that's all you did. Exactly. But now you have lifestyles, well, one weekend they'll go do that. The next yep. weekend they'll be wine tasting, tasting. The next weekend they'll go to a whiskey wine dinner. Exactly. Or, or, I mean, there's so many different things. Uh, they'll go to a gala fundraiser, exactly. you know, with, with tails and the whole thing. It, we're not confined to stay within the constructs of 
maybe one or two things that we like. Right. And if we take age out of it, a lot of men, again, you know, they are visual creatures. And so if they can find somebody that's, you know, of the same age as them, that has the same common interest, you know, that's going to give them an opportunity to be a little bit more open-minded and say, hey, you know what? Yeah, she's a little bit older than maybe what, you know, I'm thinking that I want to date. However, we have so much in common. And that's what ultimately people want. People don't want to have to flex so much in a relationship. They want to be able to just be and not have to change for that person. Well, and it was looking at your first tip, and there was something we didn't exactly touch on it, but I think it's a good thing. You had mentioned in here about the awkward silence yes. that happens when people are dating. Um, that goes kind of across the board with any, I think you go into any type of a dating situation and you're kind of confined into one of these myths or one of these, what I would call a really limited thought process. That Absolutely. actually creates the awkward silence because exactly. you're, you're going to get up against a wall with something stupid. You are. You are. And the thing is, is what I find that is, you know, when we do our coaching is to really kind of, you know, um, naturally um, have some questions, open-ended questions that you want to ask your partner or the person that you're going on a date with or the person that you're starting a relationship with so that it allows them to give you the answers the way that they would answer that. So if you ask open-ended questions, then you're going to get a better perspective from them. And then you won't have that awkward phase because you're allowing them to answer it the way openly the you're, way that you're they creating would a natural conversation. Exactly, exactly. So open-ended questions are always fabulous. Love so it. this is another myth, right? So you should never ever mention your ex. <laughs> That's on what one of my socially that? unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think that it's important when you're dating or starting um, to connect with somebody that you don't indulge in all of the negativity of your exes. Um, however, I think it is important for them when you're sitting down and talking to them, I think it's important for you to talk about some of the things that your ex-wife um, or ex-husband or boyfriend or girlfriend might have done um, in order to get them to understand the things that you like and, and don't like and what you're willing to put up with in the relationship and what you're not willing to put up with in the relationship. Um, so it is important to discuss your past and past relationships. Um, it doesn't mean that, um, you know, you have to uh, tell them everything. Um, you Nobody know, needs to know everything. Everyone, you know, let's leave some stuff till the next um, date or the next conversation. Um, but definitely feel free to mention um, information or, or items about your past relationship. I think it's important in order to move forward into the next relationship. Um, never be needy. <laughs> you know, I would have to say that um, I'm a needy person, and I'm not afraid to um, mention that. Um, I think it's all perception, right? It's not that I'm needy, that I, I actually want to know what my partner's doing, because I'm curious, um, just like he wants to know what I'm you, doing. You like so, information. I like information. Yeah. I like to know that he's having a good day. I want to know what they're doing throughout the day. Now, I don't call him five times or text message him five times in one hour. Um, and so you have to, there's, there's a fine line there of being needy. So it, it's not that you're needy. You're just wanting to keep in touch with that partner or keep in touch with the person that you're going to start this new relationship with. Um, just trying to be kind of independent, too, is important. But I also feel like, you know, hey, if you want to pick up the phone, you know, we're, 
at least in, in my age group right now, you know, we're kind of tired of the games. So if you feel like you can't text or call that person for three days because that's what it says when you Google searched it, oh my you know God. what? If you feel like talking to that person or texting that person, pick up the phone, call them, say, hey, I was just thinking about you. Make it a great day. You know what? I don't think... Uh, I think you make a good point. I don't think I would Google anything for dating advice because that's like that's like going to Kim Kardashian and asking her about how to date and marry. I mean, exactly. Let's, you know, there's got to be a level of reality here. One of the things we raised our kids with, we always told them if you want to pursue something as a career, like say a football player, are you going to go to your grandmother right. and ask her? To, no, you're going to go try to find the, the the best football player, maybe right. the high school coach, or maybe try to connect with one of the local football players and Absolutely. at a camp or something. You're you're going to want to go to somebody who has knowledge that they can give you that have they, they're proven. Exactly. And that's where you're going to go. You're going to go. If you want to know what the success is of being in a, a healthy relationship or marriage, LB, you've been married over 25 years, that's who I would go to. I definitely wouldn't maybe go and get information from somebody that's been divorced three or four times. Um, however, there, there's wisdom to be there. There is wisdom but... there as well. So I'm not going to poo-poo that. Um, <laughs> This is a big one with social media and everyone trying to figure out who this is, what are they doing, who, you know, am I um, going into a date with? Um, should you friend a date on social media? Oh, good. I want to know this one. You know what? I think it's really tricky. Um, you know, we're so fast to, and quick to moving into social media that I think that we need to kind of step back and do it the old-fashioned way. You know, we need to take the time to court, to pick up the phone, call. I don't want to know what all the hot girls or hot guys that my guy that I'm dating or my girl that I'm dating no. has on their Facebook page. Yeah. I don't want to look on it and see, did they go out with that person? Did they, you know, hang out with that one? I want it all to be organic. And I, I, our dating service, too, is really about taking it back to the basics. Tech, not texting, picking up the phone and calling. And actually making a phone call. Exactly. You know, while we're here, I want to make, I put the definition up, because I always like to start off with definitions, because I think a lot of people, we get lost. We, we read the definitions of things when we're kids, and then by the time we become adults, it's so obscure. Absolutely. The definition of date, go out with, take out, go around with, be involved with, see, go steady, date, woo, or court. It's great. Those, I mean, when you take a look at the definition, all of those are speaking of an elevated experience. These are not exactly. speaking of a one-night stand. They're not speaking of a game. They're not right. speaking of, you know, this is an elevated experience between Absolutely. people. Absolutely. And I think that social media um, has really um, weakened the youth as well as maybe some of the our adult, you know, our um, 30s and 40s and 50s that are very curious about the instant information that we can get. But, you know, I think we, again, it's too much information and it can be misconstrued or, or misconcepted. So I really feel like, you know, back to basics, picking up the phone, calling. You know, who doesn't like getting a card every now and again? Oh, my gosh. Or flowers. Exactly. I can't exactly. even tell you. flowers. I see, well, there's lots of reasonable flowers, but it's like, I'll see these little bouquets of flowers come into the cosmetic department every right. once in a while, and I've been the recipient of them twice, and it's just like, it makes your day. It makes your day, and I think that we just don't do that anymore. We're so quick to wanting to 
research that person, Google them, go on their Facebook, see what their Twitter looks like. And you know what? I think that can be a, a detriment to starting a new relationship. It also opens the door. Um, where I work, I got a lot of younger guys. I'm in the 40 bracket, and I'm 44, looking 34, I like to say. Feeling 24. Perfect. I'm uh, too super excited. I see a lot of the younger guys are in the 20-somethings, you know, where they don't know how to go out and act. And they see right. social media as a way of talking, but you bring up an important point. Once you make that initial contact, go out, have a date. And, you know, I may be married, and people say, what can you say about being married? It's like, well, I was successful. Thank you very much. Right. It's make date nights. It's right. important. Just you. You and your person you're with. Not your bros, not your gals, not your mom, not the kids. You. Absolutely. I see that all the time. Totally agree with that. And it's just taking things, you know, the, the bottom line is there's a five myths. You know, they're myths. We have to um, get back to basics. And, you know, don't assume with anything. That's the one thing I Assumption, really... Assumption. Ask you me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just go with the flow. If you like somebody, you know, I have girlfriends like, oh, I really like them, but... I'm, I'm not going to make the first phone call. Well, why not? Okay, here's the, you know what, when people say that, I like but. Okay, if you use the word but by itself, it has a negative connotation. Exactly. You, look, when you, you hear the word but, you're thinking of the body part. When you think of the body part, typically, <laughs> it's the butt of a joke or it's a, it's a very negative. So don't, I try not to use the right. word but when, when you're trying to have a thought process that creates a relationship. I totally agree with that. I totally agree. Leave the butts behind. Leave the butts behind. <laughs> and they Sorry, are behind. Sorry, I know, bad so. pun. <laughs> no, that's great. So those are the five myths, and, you know, every week we'll be able to uh, pull up some more. Um, I also have it on my website. So, you know, if you guys have any questions, feel free to call in. We're more than um, willing to answer any questions that you might have. I absolutely love that. So thank you, Mayumi. If, make it a great date founder and headhunter for love. I absolutely right. love that. Personalized matchmaking spot inspired by true love. You can find them at www.makeitagreatdate.com. Chocolate Shop Wine, purveyor of all things chocolate, has six different flavors to choose from. Chocolate red wine, cream de cocoa, chocolate strawberry, chocolate mint, almond roca, sparkling chocolate red wine. Go to chocolateshopwine.com to find them all. I'll say it again, that chocolate with little strawberries... A little whipped cream. Mm, really Ridiculous, good. especially summer. I mean, uh, summertime, I think of the holidays. Uh, we've been ending our show with the Chocolate Shop Sparkling, which we will be again tonight. Um, I love, you know, sparkling wines and champagnes are your best ways of celebrating. They have that, just the bubble and brings that cheer to it. And it's a f very fun, different way to do things. I actually have buy that wine also, and we stick it in our coffee in the morning. Oh, the, the creme de coco? <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. My husband did that. Um, the other one, the almond roca, I heard was really good. I'm not a coffee drinker, so I don't have as much experience with that. Right. <laughs> so uh, let's go into our socially savvy hints. And since we're on the topic of dating, um, uh, I want to remind everybody, you need to keep dating when you're married. You need to be dating until the day you die. Amen. So uh, the triple D, date till the day you die. Um, and with that, it is socially a socially savvy hint from me is when you do go out on your date, don't talk about issues at home. Um, keep it light. Speak of hope and dreams. I think a lot of times when couples get time alone, they feel like that's the time that they need to hammer out issues. They need to talk about things that maybe they don't want to talk about where the kids are at home or they feel, okay, now I'm on, ne on neutral ground. Now I can really, you know, get my point in there. A date's not the time to do that. A date is a time to reconnect with the people that you love, um, 
and, and listen to them. Try to hear them. Try to get them to talk about their hopes and dreams and stuff so that you can remember why you fell in love with them, not get caught up in all the reality that typically in today's world tears everybody apart. Anybody else have any social I, I agree. Okay. I do. So we're talking about new dating and all that. It, you know, it's important to give flowers and whatnot. The guy or the girl, real, be realistic of who you are. If you're not a person to really give flowers, don't go crazy on it. I've seen a lot of yes, times who don't. sabotage themselves. They're like, it's you depressing. never give me flowers anymore. It's like, well, you didn't set yourself up to give the flowers. Now, right. there's services now that in uh, Flowers to Go, uh, Yolanda's Flowers, they'll do a, they're starting to do a service now where every month or every other month they'll send flowers on your behalf that you can keep it up. For I, those that forget. I Sorry, I just think that's lame. Yes, I know. But I, see what people do, though, is a guy go, oh, I'm going to woo her. You know, here's two months of flowers and teddy bears. Yeah, and but then after you then, break up and then you get the flowers and then the girl's all confused because she thought they broke up. I mean, the stories <laughs> I've heard off of that stuff is hilarious. <laughs> well, I do have to say something because, you know, we do have some fabulous men out there as well. And so I'm going to be the advocate for men. Men love to get flowers, too. Men love to get cards. Oh, and so yeah. I think men it's love just to get as equally as important treat. for us yeah. to give our partners. Oh, yeah. A special treat. My husband, I stuck a note on his front door, and he has never had that ever happen before. So just kind of think about what you would like, and then understand that they're in the same situation. They would like that as well. Or something. Or, you know, like, I love what you're saying, because when my husband goes hunting or something, I'll put little notes all over his exactly. backpack. So when he's pulling things out over the course of the week, all these little notes will fall out. <laughs> I lo- and they love that. And it's also a good message for them when they're with their guys that maybe might be jaded or, you know, just got through a divorce or just not having a, a good time finding a, a girl. Right. This would show them, this gives them hope to say, oh, my gosh, look at your wife did that, your girlfriend did that. Yep. I can find somebody out there like that. I totally agree. Uh, so I have something funny to share. <laughs> we were talking about getting flowers or special gifts or, you know, I think it's about definitely about knowing your partner, oh, knowing, yeah. you know, so we were talking about, you know, don't don't beg for flowers just to complain if you're not a flower person, you know, if you yeah. don't, you know, and, and also don't bring flowers home if you know your your partner is not a flower person. Um, so today <laughs> I called my husband. I was out running errands and I said, I, I'm in the mood for a date, you know, so I called my husband. Hey, do you want to meet up? Let's have a lunch date. And he said, oh, I can't. I'm about to go to work. You know, I, I'm going to work overtime tonight. So I said, oh. So I decided to bring the date to him. And one thing oh, that I know I love he loves, that. we have a favorite burrito truck, you know. That oh, we, <laughs> I love the, the authentic you know? burrito truck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I stopped by and I, I said, okay, just wait for me. Don't leave yet. I'll stop and grab us something. And, you know, we had a little lunch date at home. So even though it's little, when you don't have time, the you impromptu. do have time. Yeah, yeah there you is have a, to make time. You're that, right. That's great. There's a, that is a great example of taking advantage of a situation Um I met somebody here, um, worked with her for six hours, longest appointment I have ever had. Um, but it was interesting in, in when you spend that much time with somebody and you're trying to help them find certain things and you start talking, her significant other is halfway across the United States or all the way across the States, even over in Maryland. And uh, I looked at her, I go, oh my gosh, that must be so hard. She goes, no, she goes, we Skype date every night. And I realized that they're making it work. They found a very creative way to, and she seemed very calm, very happy. Um, I was helping, I ended up talking with him on the phone because we were getting some products for him. And you could just hear the lightness in, in her voice when she spoke of him. And her communication was extreme to like, she was detailing the things that she was getting and what she was thinking about for him because of that distance. Right. And I, f- I found it very unique and um, a credit 
to, and she's young. She's in her mid-twenties. Wow. So I thought that there was a, a lot to be said for somebody who's taken a situation that most people would find very challenging and very frustrating and um, making a success. Yeah. And that's where technology can really be a positive in that situation. Oh, yeah. Making long-distance relationships work due to having the Skype and the Facebook messaging and all of the things that are available out there for us. I agree. There, and, and there are so many. I mean, that Snapchat, that gives you a very unique opportunity, and we're just going to leave it at that. Yes. <laughs> well, FaceTime, too. I FaceTime. Have a, the FaceTime thing I haven't been able to figure out. It's on my phone, but I guess I've accidentally tried to FaceTime a couple of people, and they don't have it, so I've never actually seen it. Yes, the technology drawback is you have to be on Wi-Fi on both sides. But we use FaceTime. It's, same, it's the same as Skype. Skype. And it's kind of, and I also keep up with friends that live out of state, too, on Skype. I love it. Finally got my mom using it. She's a little nervous, but, you know, trying to figure out where are you, but she loves it now. Well, when my husband goes over to his dad's cabin, that's six hours away, we'll Skype every night. And mm -hmm. my son, when he first went off to college and he was gone, we didn't see him for three, four months, he was Skyping. And so it's fun. I know three months is a long time for me without my family. I'm kind of silly that way. Kind bars, kind healthy snacks, a brand of all natural foods made from ingredients you can see and pronounce. Find them at your local grocery stores or at www.kindsnacks.com. They also um, have a fantastic Facebook page and a following which they do um, something. It's Every month they have a kind act and they ask for people to participate and share it. So um, you can go to their page to find out what the kind act, the act of kindness is for this month and participate and be a part of making the world a kinder place. Hey, can I one more thing about socially hint? No. I would, okay, fine. <laughs> of course. I had a coworker, and uh, he was dating this beautiful girl. And one of my hint is, is when you're out and about, watch your libations. Because he apparently over-librated and said something he doesn't remember saying, and they're oh no longer together. So I think on a date... Even, even though you're your first one, it's not the time to let them know that you birthed loudest. Just well, and, and it's funny because I wore my shirt today. It's my very fun summer spring shirt. It has a very low neckline. Um, it's one of it's part of what I call my Mexican my Mexico <laughs> attire. But it's this beautiful, beautiful blue, and I never get to wear it. And it was all warm, and I thought, you know, today is the perfect day to wear it. And the reason that I wore it uh, because I wanted to make this point, and this is to the ladies when you're going out on dates. I one of my friends actually coined this phrase, if you're going to go out on a date, ladies, and you want them looking at you and not your other parts of your body, don't put the girls out there looking boobalicious and expect him to have a functioning conversation with you. That's not fair. Well, I have to admit that um, LB is looking quite boobalicious. <laughs> I, I'm finding it difficult to concentrate on the show. <laughs> You know, if you're going to wear, you know, certain attire, if you're going to wear the short skirts, if you're going to wear certain things, understand that from, and I'm speaking from women to men, um, a man is going to respond a certain way, and you cannot pass judgment, nor can you be a brat about it. You've got to be accepting, and you also have to deal with whatever verbal comes back and the level of courtesy that he's going to show you. Um, there's, I think women take for granted, well, we should be able to do whatever the hell we want. Yeah, of course you can. You can do whatever you want, but then you have to deal with whatever the hell you get. <laughs> exactly. And again, it goes back to men are visual creatures. They and really so are. If we really want them to understand us and, and know what we're wanting to have direct the conversation, then 
We have to dress accordingly. And oh, the yeah. men, too. Men dress accordingly. Yeah. Maybe not wear the same outfit that you wore 25 years ago. Oh, totally. It's funny. It's like, you know, a lot of times... I, I know as a guy, you're not intently looking, but no, you don't you, need you to. Kind of, oh, there, oh, yeah, there they are. Well, hello, there they are. It's like hello. I walk in. Gunner is one of my dearest friends, and I walk in. He goes, "Oh, hello," <laughs> you know. And he's, I came in with a, what was in a really elegant, you know, cocktail dress, and and of course it was out there a little bit, and and he looks at me and he goes, "I'm so sorry." I says, "No, I put them out there for a reason. Enjoy, you know. You've got to you you've got to have a sense of humor when you are going to put yourself in that situation. Um and if you if you're going to dress a certain way and it's going to be more provocative, be prepared. And you want to maintain more of a level of whether it be professionalism or common courtesy, you're responsible for your responses to them to lighten the mood. So you know, for perfect example, I could have looked at him and, you know, said all kinds of rude things to him. But instead, I, I laughed about it, made a joke. I invited him to enjoy the view. You've got to have a, a, a different thought process if you want a different reaction. Yes. Kind of funny. Love that. All right, let's take a look here. Um, oh, let's go into Skin Savvy. It's springtime and it's all about the skin. So less makeup is in and it's important to make sure that the condition of your skin is at its optimal. How do you do that? Here's some great tips to consider. Clean skin, whether you use a Clarisonic or spend a good five minutes washing your face to make sure that you take the time to do this. Pollutants and bacteria are molecule heavy and will sit down into the bottom of the pores and get stuck there, effectively blocking your products from being able to get into those pores and doing the job that you're shelling out good money to do. A clean skin is the cornerstone of looking your best, so take the necessary time and steps to make it happen and you'll see younger looking skin more consistent in texture and glowing. Um, protect the skin. Make sure you get your hydration and protection on your skin. You have it for your entire life, so you decide the condition it's in. Is Are you going to look like a grape or are you going to look like a raven? Grape. What you I want to be a grape. <laughs> I, I just want to be wine. You want to be a grape. And I'm actually at very end of this. I didn't put it in the notes, but um, remind me, I'm going to talk about Botox because something came up this week um, in a conversation that I think um, answers a lot of questions. Um, the third thing was... What you eat can make a difference. Most people don't realize that certain foods can affect your skin significantly. All foods that we eat do have some kind of an effect on all of our how our, our body functions, our skin, because our skin is, in fact, the largest organ of our body. Um, here are some of the nasty little triggers that can cause hormonal reactions leading to breakout and adult acne. Diet soda is number one on the list. If you are an avid diet soda drinker, if you have been drinking it, daily for over six months, you will probably start to, to see a buildup of uh, adult cystic acne um, induced by the hormonal time in your of the month, and it will get progressively worse till you either get off of it or your face is a wreck. Um, in that particular instance, all of the other triggers are accentuated, and you can literally feel the boils form within 20 minutes of eating these other foods. Chocolate, because that is a very hormonal um, food will be the first thing you will become allergic to. Um, fried foods will also be very strong triggers. So just keep that in mind when, when you're talking about uh, healthy skin. Botox. I was out at an event, and um, they say that a large percent of it, our communication is what we see visually. So body language is a huge part of our communication process. I realized while I was watching somebody who had significant Botox 
I was having a hard time understanding them. And the reason was is there was no expression going on in their face. There's no the, the everything was like a mannequin. And I realized I I'm you know, I'm sitting here trying to focus on their words and grab what they're trying to say, but without the facial expressions, without um the natural uh stuff that goes on, I was getting confused. It was bizarre and I realized Botox is killing our ability to communicate. <laughs> So my my advice would be to be cautious with your Botox and realize that, that the expression lines are a part of your communication. And if you are going to go to extremes, then you're going to want to make sure you're a very effective communicator. <laughs> I'll Jason, just say Jason's shaking his head. Do you have a comment? <laughs> it's, I think... Things like that. I haven't seen guys do Botox. I was dumbstruck when it hit yeah, me. Yeah, guys do. There's some guys that are, it was a TV, uh, what do you call it, those TV documentary fake-a-thons, you know, where they they record them. You know. Fake-a-thons? Social, you know, the ones where it's, it's like a different <laughs> totally. they're like Mean Girls. And, oh, okay. You know what you call reality, reality show, reality right? Show. But these were guys who were, who were doing the things. One of the guys, he's, you know, in his 15, he does Botox. And you're right, they got that, you know, that. You know, pain head, and then they got the lizard throat, you know, going on, and then they're like this, and it's like that's not natural. Do you feel anything? In your, you know, you just want to hit him in the head. And yeah. Kind of go, do you feel anything? <laughs> well, it, it, it was funny because I, for me personally, Botox is not something that I've ever wanted to There's do. Needles in that. But it was what I, and I hate needles. But what I found interesting was when I realized how the communication, how much it actually inhibited the ability to receive communication from that them. That's crazy. I know. It's almost worse than having a low-cut dress. Well, and you, you do make a good point because I know that um, my son um, just got um, offered to go play soccer in Japan. Oh, wow. And where they won't be able to communicate. And so what the coach, it's funny that you bring that up because the coach specifically said that you're going to have to communicate by your facial gestures and your hand gestures. Yes, very much so. And that is how you're going to have to communicate because they don't speak English and our kids won't speak Japanese. So you bring up a very good point. Again, it goes back to everything is so fast now. Yeah. And and let's let things become more organic and let's bring it back to the basics and slow down a little bit. You know, oh, yeah. it's okay if we have wrinkles. It's okay if we have gray hair. You know, it's okay. Let's make that socially acceptable again. Yeah, well, and I think just being comfortable within yourself and, uh, wow, that is, there's, wow, I couldn't even imagine. Um, one of the things that I first thought about, though, when you said that was you take a look at a lot of, um, from that culture when they come over here, they smile a lot. They, they smile with their eyes and they smile mm-hmm. with their face. And so you're always encouraged to communicate with them. So if you are in a situation like that, smile a lot. Right. <laughs> People will engage you. They will but continue with trying. With Botox, you're not able to smile. Yeah, there's nothing going on there. Blank slight. <laughs> socially acceptable and unacceptable because, well, blunt works best. My socially acceptable for today is have one or the other Take total control of the date and planning everything. That is completely acceptable. Um, I think in today's world of everybody having to have an opinion about something that has absolutely nothing to do with them starts to go into having an opinion about every blessed thing in every part of the day and not learning. And when I use this word, people just freak out. But not learning to submit and allow somebody else to lead 
the act of submission is actually one of the, the greatest honors you can give somebody. And it doesn't mean the reason it's an honor is because they will protect you and they honor you back by how they treat you. Absolutely. And so when um, whenever I tr- try to go and do things with my husband, I'll usually say, okay, you plan it. Well, he's at the point where he's like, you just plan it so that I know you're happy. But don't be afraid <laughs> to, to take it upon strategy. yourself. If somebody comes to you and says, hey, you know, let's go on a date. You plan it. Then whatever they plan, whatever it is, you should be far enough in the, in the relationship to go, okay, I guess our date is going to be fishing. And have a good time with it. Don't be a snark about it. Absolutely. And you can plan the next one. Yeah. You can switch off and plan dates totally. accordingly. And I think totally. you made a great point. You know, I'm a strong woman, you're a strong woman, and submissive. You know, we've worked so hard as women to be able to get to that 75 cents to every man's dollar or 80 cents oh, to yeah. the dollar. But, you know, submission is not it's a not bad a negative word. Thing. It's not a negative word. And you know what? Sometimes I just want to not have to think about anything. And, and just have let my somebody else take it. care of it. Yep, exactly. And that's not saying that he's controlling me. No. It's just saying, you know what, baby, this time you do it, I'll do it the next time. When was the, compromise When me. was the last time a husband walked into the kitchen and took total control of the kitchen? Absolutely. Everybody has their thing, and every once in a while you want to flip it over. My husband, when some, he'll do a barbecue or whatever, I'm like, hey, you got this. I'm out. I'm drinking exactly. wine. Exactly. I'm stuck on the part about the husband coming in and taking control in the kitchen. (laughs) 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 Honey, if you're listening, (laughs) please please try that one day. (laughs) There's a lot of TV shows that you can watch, record them, and just copy what they do. You'll be totally fine. Not a problem. (laughs) What about you guys? Any socially acceptables that you think that uh, sometimes people have a tendency to overlook? Or should we go straight to unacceptable? (laughs) My favorite. I guess the same thing you were saying. I we can go on and on about that. It's picking making a date, sticking with it. Just do it. Yes. It's socially acceptable. I don't you know, just to do that. It's kind of a cross. I I'm with the the party of okay, hey, let's go here. Can it really go there? Well then you do it. No, you decide. Really? Yeah, this is not a dialect this is not a a tennis match. Ping pong, no. Right, exactly. It is, I would say it's, you know, if you've been together for a while, it is socially acceptable to use a coupon, use the prime card, use the specials, go for happy hour. Oh, yeah. Hello, and even if you're fine. dating, it's okay for the woman to put the date together. Oh, I totally agree. What, if that's the yeah. direction they want to go in. I think that men appreciate that as well. Well, yeah, especially if you do something fun and creative and it just it just adds something different. It helps, especially when they're busy. Yep. I know a lot of times V has done some stuff where I'm like, Absolutely. you know, I'm just super, super busy. It's like, hey, we're going to go here now. It's like, really? Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've come home from work and my husband has had my bath drawn, the candles Absolutely. lit, and the incense and, and the jets are going and all the incense are going through the bedroom. And I'm just like, oh, my God, you're amazing. Yep. And he knows it. <laughs> girly Girl Wines, a woman's wine company designed to serve women who are young at heart and enjoy their girly girl time in their daily life. Girly Girl Wines also donates a proceed, uh, part of its proceeds to help fund different types of cancer research. You can check them out at www.girlygirlwines.com. And my favorite part, socially unacceptable because, well, blunt is the only way you can get through to some of these people. It is socially unacceptable to compare or talk on past peeps in your life while on a date. Yes. 
if you want to talk about your past relationships, I don't think, and this is just me coming from a, a, a long-term relationship, I don't think it should be done on a date. I think maybe after a date, maybe you actually set up a time. It's like, you know, we've been going out for a long time. We probably have some questions. Um, you know, these are some of the things that I've run into in my past relationships. These are some of the things I'd like to avoid. Have a purpose to bringing up the people in your past, not just bringing up the people in your past. You know, say to, you know, going along and saying, well, I dated Shakira. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter who you dated. It matters why did you date them. And if it's relevant, why, how is that going to affect your future? Yeah, I have a good story about this. I, I uh, recently found out that a girl that dated my son in high school moved back to Washington. And I'd invited her out, and she told me she was going to bring a guy with her. And so she said, you you know, you can grill him and see if you think he's good for me. It's because I've always stayed in touch with her. I care about her, you know. Um, she's 23. This guy that she's dating is 27. So they show up on the date, date, and we all met up at Joey's and, you know, having some cocktails. She goes into this long rant about the relationship she just got out of with a 30-year-old where she was paying all the bills, oh bought him a God. car. You know, all these things. She bought him a car. <laughs> yeah. She did get it back. She repoed it. <laughs> but but anyway, she's saying this on the date. It's making me uncomfortable, you know, because I'm thinking, you know, and so I talked to wow. her afterwards and I said, don't ever do that again. Number one, I'm not sure why he would want to go out on another date with you when all you did was talk about your previous relationship. But number two, if he does want to go on another date, it might be because he wants a car. <laughs> so, exactly. Oh, my God. That is, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, I think uh, it was definitely inappropriate. It made me uncomfortable. I, th I think a lot of people don't they they don't think about where they want the conversation to go. Right. Uh, a lot of people go through life and, and how they speak and how they act like they're on a river rafting trip with, with no um, paddles. Right. They're just all, I mean, the, the boat's spinning, it's up on the, the shore, <laughs> and then it's going over a waterfall, and they're like, I don't understand why these things are happening to me. I don't know. Get a paddle. Right. Yeah. Take exactly. some control over what yep. you're doing, where you're going, right. how you're doing it. Take a minute to breathe. When you when you go to converse, listening, having this radio show, I have to tell you, has been one of the biggest eye openers for me because of the uh factor. I learned to and I still uh, but I learned to just slow down, back mm -hmm. up. I I format the show so there's things that I need to read so that I make sure that I read them clearly. Wine doesn't always allow me to drink them clearly, but mm -hmm. you've got to have those, those, those things in life that will help you move forward in that way, right. those little triggers that, to help you stay on track so you're not duh and uh-ing your way through life. Again, it goes back to have some important questions that you have in your mind that's open-ended, something that you can ask your partner or the person that you're going on the date with that where they are opening up to you and they're talking. I think... A lot of times, whether it's the man or the woman, we talk too much. And as sales reps, and I'm a sales rep, sometimes it's the best thing you can do in a date or a relationship or in a conference or in a sales call is just to be quiet because they want to talk about themselves. Eventually, they will talk about themselves, and then you'll get an opportunity to understand what their personality is like. Oh, most definitely. And I remember Fancy was on the show when we first coined this. Use your bodily given or your god-given faculties proportionately you have two ears and one mouth <laughs> use them in proportion it, for Absolutely. me i love to talk that is really hard to remember some days i'm like blah 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 and i'm all happy and go lucky and everybody's nodding their head and like oh damn it's time for me to shut up <laughs>
Well, I think it's, it's about showing genuine interest in someone other than yourself. Absolutely. I mean, I love me, but, you know, it's lonely Absolutely. talking to myself. Well, you'll notice <laughs> I am never on this show by myself because, quite honestly, I find myself boring. <laughs> I want people to talk to. I think it's more fun. Absolutely. Any of you guys have any other socially unacceptables? Of course. Of course. Well, I have friends who are Dean. They always come to me. It's like, well, you've been married for 10 years. It's like, okay. I love that response, by the way. Oh, you have been married for blah, blah, blah. It is totally, totally socially unacceptable, both men and the women, to not pay attention. Put your phone away. They did a report. They said having the phone on the table, even if it's off or turned over, means that you, the phone is, well, no, the phone is more important than you are. Oh, wow. Because Absolutely. at any moment, if that phone rings, you're gonna pick it up I'm going to pick it up and, and take a look at it. Put it right. away. That's a really good point. If you're on an hour date, you know what? Put the phone away. And that's one of the, yeah. I had the six do's and don'ts of dating, and that's a definite don't. You know, let them know that you're important enough. That person's important enough, whether it's your wife, your husband, a long-term relationship, or just a date. Oh, yeah. So put your phone away for one hour. Or if you feel like you have to go and excuse yourself. Go to the bathroom. I, go to the bathroom. Excuse yourself because we all, some of us have children. Oh, yeah. And we might want right. to check on, on our kids. But let them feel important and just excuse yourself. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Or, or I think um, along those same lines, even if, if, you're, if you leave your phone out, if, you, if you're someone with small children, my kids are grown, but, you know, they're, if you have small children saying that and saying, yeah, you know, same. I have my phone out just in case exactly. my kids are with a Absolutely. sitter or, you know, so just in case they call, I need to be, you know, available. That's but other ones. That, I was going to say, that yeah. communication, yeah, communication. communicating that. Automatically, when you have a positive, when you explain why you are doing something that could be perceived in a negative way when you're right. communicating yes. you're actually you actually create an a place where they can be gracious they can be yes. giving they can yes. serve you yes. and it's so funny how those little things well if you take it if you don't handle it the right way it could be detrimental if you handle it the the if you handle it the right way not the wrong way then you can actually enhance the experience right. Absolutely. because yes. they're like, wow, you know, her family really means a lot or his exactly. family really means a lot right. to him. Mm-hmm. This, is, yeah. this is a very endearing quality to me. So it is a big part of paying attention and, and communicating it. I love that. Oh, yeah, definitely. We should do a cell, <laughs> cell phone etiquette. We've got uh, several shows that we need to be doing, which is going to be fantastic. <laughs> there's always next we're gonna, Monday. I say there's always another show. <laughs> And with that said, next Monday is going to be a rerun because it's going to be Memorial Day weekend. We're going to encourage everybody to get out in the sun, celebrate your Memorial Day weekend, have a blast, create some new relationships, um, make the events that you go to better because you were there. Um, With our show, Now National, we have started putting all of our local events on Facebook pages, so be sure to check them out for the local social events throughout the week. Uh, you can check LB Duchess and Socially Savvy as well as Socially Savvy Eastside Events and Entertainment to get updates on the events that we're aware of. I know, Fancy, you do a fantastic job of uh, putting some fun things out there as well. Thank you. And uh, Mayumi has lots of fabulous dating um, events that are being coming up, too, so we'll try to post all those on our uh, events pages as well. We want to thank our sponsors today, House Wines, Bellevue Nordstrom Cosmetics, Girl or Girl Wines, Gunner Nordstrom Gallery, Chocolate Shop, Make It a Great Date, and Advanced Skin and Body Solutions. Ending the show tonight, we are going to be indulging in a glass of the Chocolate Shop Sparkling. We want to remind you all to subscribe to the Socially Savvy Show to be entered into our drawings for prizes from our savvy sponsors. 
make all the social events you attend better because you were there and have a socially savvy week, everyone.